this for half an hour? 40 minutes, buddy. <laughs> Man, that's... Do you get paid for this? Welcome to The Basketball Mood. This is a podcast about everything basketball. I'm Christian Urban with my brother Randy, and our third member of the team is Mike DiGiorgio. Right now, Mike has no idea that that's here. Mike, can you hear us? I can. There he is. I can hear you. See yeah. dog. Buddy, hey, buddy. <laughs> I got a surprise for you. Oh! <laughs> Peter Urban in the house. Without a barber in sight. I don't think I've had mine this long since uh, the 1970s when it was thing to have. Ooh. Ooh, soundboard. soundboard. Like it. Chris is on soundboard. I'm on soundboard. Dad's on mouthboard. Filling in for me today. That's it. Mike, awful. we thought we'd bring in a guest today because we came to visit our dad. So we thought we'd just to let him be on the podcast. So yes. hold on. I got a couple of rules. Dad, yes. you can't be touching this, okay? You, you constantly. What if I give a little drum beat? Da dum? No, I won't. Nope. Yeah, no. All right. <laughs> just man. So, Mike, I don't know that my dad's going to offer much in the way of basketball, but I think he's no, got no, some interest. Let's not say that. I like the company. Yeah. <laughs> he's adding to the mood. Yes. So, Dad, I got a question for you. I want your thoughts on what the basketball mood means to you. Well, I, I kind of hope it's something. I'm touching shit. Sorry. <laughs> Maybe you have shit on the table. I'm, I'm hoping. It is something that um, is not just entertaining, but we can something we can learn from, interpret this wild. No, I mean uh, the name. Like, the name what, do, what do you? Yeah, what is the mood? Does no. basketball mood mean anything to you? Uh, no. Okay. Just it means <laughs> mood. Love it. it means I love it. Mood. <laughs> mood means something. I'm in the mood. I'm not in the mood. You know, this kind of sort of basketball <laughs> is pretty well self-explanatory. Basket and ball. I like it. Yeah. But, Dad, you know what? You seem to be uh, more interested in basketball eh, the last couple I, of years. I played basketball semi-successful in grade 10. Seriously? I, yeah. yeah. Grade yeah, 10. Played the only time 10. I played, mostly because I could run fast, and uh, I couldn't shoot, but I did score four basketballs. Four, uh, yeah, eight, I got eight points. Yeah, there were three guys that had eight points. In one game? One game, yeah. That's I had no like, idea. That's your career high? <laughs> my career high. He's like, I had no idea what I was I no doing. Idea. Yeah, all I did was able to steal the ball and then do a layup. Okay. But that's it. So you actually did that, eh? Yeah, because then, I've never seen you. When we ran the school, we played basketball fanatically in the hayloft. Yeah. yeah, oh, yeah. Just, um, just fanatically. We'd come in. That's where, that, that's where the I picture That's where the picture's from, the hayloft, yeah, from, yeah. from I our, can't, our logo. I can't imagine... Dad running the lane and, and making a layup. Because mm. when I used to play him, his one move, his best move was the elbow to the face. Elbow to the and face his counter move was the hook shot. The hook shot, yeah. <laughs> the hook shot I developed later on. Okay, hold on. So Let's wait, go I just have one question. Mike, hold on for one minute. Uh, Dad, you remember when we used to play? You know, I played a lot, right? Remember yeah. those odd times where, you know, you're like, okay, I'll play you. Yeah. Um, you really wanted to beat me, eh? That's where you play. 
No, but because you were really like the elbows would be flaring well, out. I didn't mean to, but that's the way we played. But you, we, we were so competitive yeah, in the school. But you're generally a competitive person. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You should try me at chess, that Mike. We're going around yeah. the horn here. Career okay. highs. Any level, any refereed game. Dad, what's your career high? In what? In sports? Basketball. No, basketball. Basketball? Yeah, your career uh, high, high, eight. high eight. was when I didn't have to try out for the team anymore. No, no. What's, your, <laughs> what's your career high in points? It's eight. Okay, eight we already points. answered. Yeah, I told okay. you. Chris. Eight points. What's yours? 12 straight points in the fourth quarter. Okay, but what? To win oh, the game. Okay, but what grade, <laughs> what grade were you? Eight. <laughs> okay, but what's your, what was the total in that game? They really, you don't know, right? You probably had 20. Yeah, I probably had 20. Yeah. Mike? I uh, got 47. Oh, shut up. At UTM, intramurals, the year after I finished playing in the playoffs. 40, did you win? No, we lost. Oh, 47. That's a lot of. Yeah. My record's 48. Is it really? Yeah. Well, I, scored, I scored 48 in an intramural game and we won. <laughs> I scored 31 in the second half. Played 15 minutes. You ever been in the zone? I was in the zone. Oh. I think you were counting your points too much to be. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Do you know what the zone, like the zone is something oh. people talk about, but yeah. you know, people are like, oh, I make a couple shots. I'm in the yeah. zone. No, I was actually in a state mm-hmm. of, yep. I felt out of my body. Yeah. Yeah. I was throwing it up and I felt like I was throwing a beach ball into the water. You know when you feel the shot, and you're like, "Oh, my shot's good today," and it feels good, right? That's that happens. This was that, and then it was like this weird feeling of not feeling like the shot was good, but anything you threw up was throughout throughout the rim went in. It was, it wasn't like this. It was out of body. Yeah. It, it was weird. Do you think that's how Fred felt last night? You yeah. must have. I, I was just thinking that a couple of times. He just seemed to the ball seemed to be attracted to that basket. Yeah. Well said. Some of the shots left the screen. Yeah. Some of the shots were so high they they went above the screen and then dropped in swish. Yeah. yeah. So Mike, what did you think of that game last night as a point guard? I think honestly the Raptors are better when Kyle has the ball and Fred's the the other guy, as a, as, as opposed to Fred having the ball and Kyle's the other guy. Like there's a different level when Lowry is the one with the ball more. I I find when just just visually and and I don't have the numbers to back that up. But visually, I, I feel like Lowry with the ball more and Fred as the spot up slash, you know, the shooting guard, combo guard, if you want to call him that. I think Fred does better off the ball than, than Kyle does, in my opinion. Fred said this after the game. He, he thought, you know, that was an easy game. And he said, no disrespect to the Magic, but it felt like a really easy 54 points. And that's a kind of a funny thing to say. What did you see? from a point guard's perspective, that made this game different than other 50-point games? You know, usually they're a little bit more explosive. Um, and this was. He just kept of- getting open looks. He kept getting open looks, especially early. Like, he got a couple to get himself going, and then, you know, coming off the ball screen, he was still open. And, and, and like, he had a lot of confidence, and then he got a couple layups. Like, you don't often see guys going 54 on 23 shots. Mm-hmm. And, if, and if they do have 23 shots, they're usually hitting a ton of free throws. And he didn't have that. He, he he had it going early and he just kept it going and he didn't force it. A lot of guys, you know, think they're hot and they start forcing the ball. And I don't think he forced it at all. He took what came to him. Yeah, I think he took maybe one shot that was a little bit suspect. Yeah, like that near was the it. end. Yeah. Um, what were we going to talk about? Oh, yeah. Most unusual, most unlikely 50-point games. He's got to be top three. No, no, no. I got, I got, some, I got some doozies for you. Who? Okay, first one. 
2014, Corey Brewer. Oh, that's a 51 points. That's a good one. On on 19 of 30 from the field. Okay, he wow. took 30 shots. Fred only took 23, 24. Corey Brewer is. I'm not sure he ever scored 40. <laughs> Actually, here, here here's here's a nice factoid. He's the sixth player in NBA history to score 50 or more points without having previously scored 31st. Wow. wow. How long was his career? He, he was in the league for a while. He was in the league. Corey Brewer was in the league a long time. Yeah. He actually might still be in the league in some 10 days somewhere. Yeah. yeah. I hope he doesn't listen to this podcast. <laughs> okay, here's another one. Here's another one for you. Andre Miller, oh, yeah. 52 points on 22 of 31 from the field. Tony Delk, 2001, 53 points on 20 of 27 from the field. I remember that, actually. I remember that game. Tony Delk averaged less than 10 points per game for the majority of his career. Wow. He was averaging just eight points per game at the time, the second lowest among all players to ever score 50 points. Didn't didn't hit one single three. Really? Hey, here's a question. Here's a question. This is a good question because we can hold this. Uh, for future reference, who's the next guy to score fifty in the NBA this year? The next guy, Bradley Beal. Yeah, Beal. Yeah. Who you got, Chris? Uh, <laughs> I can't believe you asked me a question. <laughs> uh, pass. pass. Okay, pass. That's my dad. <laughs> Peter, who do you got? I have no idea. No idea. I just, I just, so this is a basketball podcast. <laughs> I, I just know that the three amigos on the new on the New York team or the um, what the Brooklyn, the Brooklyn team, Brooklyn team. They know how to score. But, uh, yeah, I'm taking Kyrie. I'm taking I, I, Kyrie. All three of them can score fifty in one game because that would bring them up to honor. Although they are pretty close to that. All right. Okay. I said Bradley Beal. I said Bradley Beal yeah. because I mean he's just putting up numbers. Also. What does Washington do with Bradley Beal? Chris? God damn it. <laughs> Mike? Mike starts you got out. a 50-50 chance of this one, C-Dog. You got a 50-50 chance. Yeah, trade him or not trade him. He retires? <laughs> okay, Mike, what do you think happens? What do they do with Bradley Beal? Because if I'm Washington, I'm thinking, okay, something's wrong here. We've got Russell Westbrook. Yes, he's nearing the end of his career insofar as he's probably not going to average the triple-double. Maybe he's not taking over the game as often, but he still gets triple-doubles. And then they've got Bradley Beal, who's the leading scorer of the NBA, and they're not winning games. Why why do you think that is, Mike? Well, you got to stop somebody. At some point, you have to just defend. Okay. Oh, the rest of the team is so bad. So, no, but are so they here's Mike? a stat. No, hold on. But they here's have Thomas stat. Bryant. Okay. Thomas Bryant's good, right? He will be good. No, he's hurt. Okay, but he was on the team Research. last Research. <laughs> Rui Hachimura is good. Mm, no. All right. Well, here we go. I'll give you a stat, Herbs. Okay. I'll give you a stat, okay? He's talking to me when he says Herbs. Bradley Beal, as of last week. This is as of last week, okay? Prior to them coming back from their long layoff of COVID. Mm-hmm. Okay, so during that layoff, the stat was they were three and ten. He had a positive plus minus as on a three and ten team, which is unheard of. When he's on the court, the Washington Wizards outscore teams. When he is off the court, they are minus whatever the number was. I, did, I didn't do the actual research on that, but the rest of the team was minus 
on a three and ten team, and Bradley Beal was positive. Mm. That doesn't happen. The, like that's one of those things that like, that's like weird. he's he's literally carrying the team on his back. Okay, right? so there's no there's no there should be no chatter about Bradley Beal just can't win or Bradley Beal's scores puts up numbers on a losing team and and no, that's all. I don't he is. See no, it. no, he's not. I I I I reject that notion that if people are saying that because we saw him against the Raptors with John Wall, he's a dog. On a good team. Yeah. On a good team. He's really good. He's no. really good. Like, he, he shifts the power in the NBA depending on where he goes. I think he gets traded. I, I don't see a way – I don't see a reason to keep him. What's okay, his, what's, sorry, what's his defense like? Yeah, that's a good question. You know, he's average, I'd say. I think on a motivated good team, I think his defense becomes better. Mm-hmm. I think when he's around other bad defenders and, and there's no motivation to play, I think his defense is bad. Okay. So he's a capable defender. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I wouldn't I, put him in the like poor category. He's better than Lillard or McCollum, would you say? I think so. More size. I have a question though. Why would Washington, with a young, talented front court in Thomas Bryant, in Rui Hachimura, have Russell Westbrook as well on the team to, to mentor anybody that's younger? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, boy. And, oh, no, no. Okay, but hear me out. You, you build around people like Bradley Beal, and you build around them with that young talent. Why would you start even further back by trading him? To, to gain their draft assets that you'll gain. I know, but those are not guaranteed. What could they, what could they possibly get to make them better? I, what do you mean, what could they possibly get? They could, get, they could just develop a system that, that makes players better like the Raptors have done. Like When you look at the roster up and down, is their roster that much worse than every other roster that's kind of like middling or peddling in the middle of the pack? Yes. I, I don't know. If they do I, that, I don't know. Bradley Beal will be 35 you, by that. No, no, listen. He's he's what? How old is he? 28, 29, 30? Yeah. yeah Bradley Beal, 27. 20, turning 28. He's 27 years old. You have also a plethora of young guys on that team. Why don't you build around him? Why don't you bring in guys? Why don't you make a team better around him? You okay. have this. I'd like this, to hear Mike's answer to this. He knows because the I know. Now. I get the idea. You get him there's because a salary you, cap. Wait, wait, I know wait. there's a salary cap, but like, why get rid of your best player when you're trying to get better? Is it coaching issues? Because you can't get good enough. You can't get good enough. Are you telling me that if he goes somewhere that that, that management's being like, oh, we can't get good enough now because we have Bradley Beal? No, they're thinking, we've got Bradley Beal. Let's build around him. So why isn't Washington thinking like that? They're not good enough right now. The team is just not good enough. I, I, don't, see, I don't see a way to get better that – okay, so let's say they get to fifth, fourth. Can they beat the good teams? I don't even think they can get to fifth or fourth. They can't, I don't think, at least. So, so here, if you're Washington, do you do this trade? Here's, a, here's, here's the best trade on the board, okay? Here's the best trade on the board. Bradley Beal to the Golden State Warriors for Oubre, Wiseman, the Minnesota pick, and Golden State pick this year. So they have Minnesota's pick? They so, have Minnesota's pick, top three protected. Minnesota could be in the top three, though. That's a could. steal. That's Maybe a, not. That's a steal for Golden State. Yeah. Like, why, why, why is Washington doing that? They get Wiseman. They yeah. get a chance at a top pick this year, and they get another first-round first, first round pick. They could get more than that, though. But how's, how do they get a chance at a top pick if it's top three protected? Well, because then if it doesn't come this year, then it comes next year unprotected. Is Minnesota going to be good next year? Are they good ever? Um, right. Just a minute. Now, this takes me back to what I just said. So now you're starting a Washington team with Wiseman as your centerpiece around Bryant and 
Rui. So you've got three bigs, more or less. That's not better than Bradley Beal. Why not just start from Bradley Beal? It's the draft picks. Okay, let me ask you this, Mike. Is there a team, if Washington says, we'll give you Bradley Beal, but you have to take Russell Westbrook as well? Is there a team willing to make that? Is there a team that has money that could send back the same amount that would offset that and still be a contender? Ooh, that's, that's, that's $29 million for Beal and $41 million for Westbrook this year. Yeah. You're going to send back $60 million. Who has that? Nobody has that. Yeah. Well, you know, Golden State could do that. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. Would you take Russell Westbrook on your team? No. There's no point. Hey, here's here's the Golden State trade for for Westbrook and Beal. Clay and Wiggins. I don't think Golden State does that. I think they're a little bit more loyal no. in that department. I think that Golden a, State would do that in a second. Washington would say no to that. I don't think Gold. I think Golden I think State. that that seems like a pretty fair trade for both parties. Why would Washington want Clay? Clay might have the worst contract in the league now oh. because he's out again. He might, he might, he might have bumped, he might have bumped uh, Westbrook out of that spot. Why? Well, he just signed his extension. Yeah, five years, one hundred and ninety million. He has four years left on his deal, getting paid thirty-five, thirty-seven, forty, and forty-three million in the next four years. Yeah, but he'll be back next year after an ACL and an Achilles. Yeah. Do you think that Clay Thompson's career is over? No. No, no, it's not over. But like to be paid that much, you got to be producing. No, sure, but like, what do you think his chances are of coming back? And I think his chances torching are, it up again. I, uh, torching it up is funny. <laughs> he can shoot it. He's still going to be able to shoot it. It's can he defend? Can he? Can he do the things that he used to do? Yeah, I for think forty he can. million. Hey, look, Kevin Durant has proven that you can do that. You know, and I think Clay Thompson can do something similar to what Kevin Durant is doing. And I know Kevin Durant is. All world, possibly the. All world is pretty funny. One of, one of the greatest scorers ever. But Clay Thompson is one of the greatest shooters ever, and I know a lot of his his. He needs speed though to get open. Yeah, too. and that's it. As a lot of his buckets are, you know, uh, running off screens and all that kind of stuff. But he's a smart player, that's... and I think that he can certainly get to a level. Like, is Clay Thompson going to average twenty points per game again? Of course, I think so. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I'm not sure. Yeah. Okay, here's another trade. Tell me if you do this one. Bradley Beal to Dallas for Porzingis and a bunch of picks. Again, it's no. like, why? Because just the picks? I, I don't know. The picks. It's the picks. But okay. So I'd you don't rather, like I'd rather go That's with fine. a sh- I'd rather keep my sure thing. I've got Bradley Beal. I got a kid okay, that can how about put this up one? 40. Okay, how about this one? Bradley Beal for Michael Porter Jr., Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a boatload of picks. Hmm, that's interesting. That is interesting for Denver because I think that puts them in in a conversation where they could they could be contenders for real. Mm-hmm. You got Jamal Murray yeah, at the one. You got Bradley Beal at the two. You got probably the top five player in the league in Nikola Jokic, and then you have Barton. Woo. You got Jamichael Green still. You got you got a bunch of guys. Now, right? now listen, Michael Porter Jr. If he figures it out, and there's some things to figure out, could be better than anybody in that trade. Agreed. He could be the second best player on that team. He's good, Chris. Yeah, Here's the one not, thing, though. He's not the one. Th- he's can't be a Beal. He's really, really. He good. can. He could be really, really good. He can. Right. Okay. Here's the thing, though. <laughs> here's the thing. Championship windows are they close quickly. Mm-hmm. So if you have one, you better take advantage of it. Mm-hmm. Oh, Look like, at the Raptors. Yeah, for right? sure. Yeah. So to me, you trade the potential of Michael Porter Jr. for a chance at a championship. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, I would agree with that. But then you sell yourself a little short moving forward, maybe. But your championship window is only is it is at a finite is in a finite schedule right now. I think he fits so well on that team because I think that Jamal Murray sometimes gets tasked with a little bit too much, and I think Jokic. Yep. I mean, he's already doing a lot uh, and doesn't seem to really, it doesn't really affect him one way or the other. But uh, you just you just know that having a guy like that to, to create more off the bounce, to make more open shots, it'll take a lot of pressure off those two guys. That makes them, that makes them, like, is there a better three-headed monster in the league than maybe Brooklyn Nets? Like, I, I you know, they, they, mar- they, they would rival the Brooklyn Nets in terms of best three players on the team. So did I change your mind? It's a great question. Mm-hmm. It's a great, great, it's a great question because in two years, are you, are you a championship caliber team with Michael Porter Jr., Jokic, and Jamal Murray for the next five years? You know what I mean. So are you sacrificing yeah. one or two championships? They're young, they're young enough. Yeah. Wait, wait, yeah, Mike, you said the the window for a championship, like you gotta you know make sure that you make use of that. But Denver, their window's open for quite a bit now. Like it's just yeah, it's just yeah. open. No. No, they can't be either LA team right now. It's open. It's not open this year, I don't think. But it's open next year. But it's year. not going to close the in the next couple of years. No. Who beats them two when? years from now? Who's better? Well, a lot can change. Obviously, right. a lot can change. Right. But like, are you are you gonna are you gonna bet on Michael Porter Jr. staying healthy because you know he has the injury history? Mm-hmm. Are you gonna bet on Jokic staying in shape? There's history there, mm-hmm. right? Does Murray continue to shoot that well? I don't know. Yes, I think yes. Okay, yes, well, that's yes. interesting. Yeah, they might need a guy. Dad, what do you think? Tell us a story. Which story? Ah, Any, Ask him a specific question. No, tell, no. Tell, us a, tell Mike a story. Yeah, Any I need story. a story. Any Something story. good. Something good. T- talk to Mike about the competitiveness of those games that we played in, in the Hayloft. We had a private school. And we uh, Private schools need to be inspected by the Ministry of Education each year. And we had um, uh, a man come in. And he joined us in the for our noon hour lunch basketball game. Anyway, there was intense competition, and uh, the inspector joined the team. And he needed an hour later on to to clean up because he was just drenched, like everyone else was. We would come in and uh, he joined the game. Oh yeah, in the barn. In the barn, and later on became the. He had a basketball mood. What can you say? Yeah, yeah. He and a uh, few years later, he became the. An official in charge of of all um, all schools in Ontario. Was he any good? Yeah, he was a great guy. Yeah. Can he hoop? Was he good? Was he, uh, he was no. He was just as you know, he was you know he was sort of average size, but he was intense too, and he played really really well. And like, uh, could he beat me in a game of one on one? I don't know. It's not always about just, you. No, I'm not saying it's about. I'm just saying what kind of skill set would he? I have? don't know. Well said. Dad. I don't know, but. <laughs> That's when I resorted to the hook. Could he beat you in one-on-one? No. Oh, then he Who sucked. You or him? No, I think he could probably beat me in one-on-one. Yeah. One-one? Yeah. No, you got to say you would win it. Don't ever, don't ever say that, Peter. Okay, you got to say that you would win. So now you're telling a story about a guy that... I, I can say it. that. Now you're second. telling a story about a guy that sucked at basketball. No, 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 because I would, uh, because he, our, like each each year, each year the the positive report gave private schools the authority to grant credits, 
and that goes for every private school. It doesn't matter if it's Upper Canada College. Each year you have to be inspected, and if a positive report is not given, the credits that the kids earn are not legit. You but, cannot earn. So you let them win then is what you're saying. Uh, <laughs> you're talking <laughs> okay, about. I the don't want to put it that bluntly. <laughs> the bad thing was that even though he liked the school a lot. He, um, he made phys ed a half credit course because we didn't have a pool at that time in the in the early 80s. Kids should have an opportunity to swim in their pools, in their schools too. Which, and I so really instead did. of having a so full credit... win a little more. Yeah. Oh, I know, I know. And I, I wasn't happy with it. But, he, uh, Mike, it was a farm. Like, it was a, a high yeah, school, a high school you know, on farm our farm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, I get that. But um, we were good sports. That's that was one of my um, said. You can be really competitive, but you you recognize the winner. It's fun. I bet you the um, the inspectors really really saw that. Oh yeah, that type of yeah. example you were trying to set. Yeah, I did. Oh, I did. Yeah, he he loved our school actually. <laughs> All right, Mike. Thanks okay. for doing this. Thank you. All right. Thanks, Mike. All right, Herbs. We'll, we'll, we'll talk soon. Who was the Herbs to? Me, Dieter? It was me. Chris. Yeah. No, your Herbs. We got Sea Dog and Dieter in the house, too. Okay. okay. <laughs> See you, All right. Buddy. Well, have a great evening. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Take it easy, All guys. Bye. 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 See bye. you, man. Bye. This has been an Industry Valley Pictures production. 